Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hello, Chris, welcome to the program. Ran a question, question. Let's go here. Uh, let's go with this one. What sound, Chris, just drives you crazy that you hate? What is the sound that drives you nuts? What is the style that drives me nuts? Thigh high stockings? Sound. No, sound, sound is like a noise, but I like where your head's at. A baby crying, oh, okay. a cat puking. So I got to tell you right now, I called you guys a couple years ago, and Thrill and I hit it off. So that's I don't believe you. <laughs> so the style. What is the style? Sound. 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 S-O-U-N-D. Can you hear me? That's a sound. Okay. No, what's a sound? Um. Wow, that's a tough question. Um, probably the Blue Angels. Really? That's a, that's a sound that you can't stand. That's a sound I love. Um, the sound that I can't stand is my ex-wife when she calls me. My first wife. Why did she have to call yeah. you? You guys have a kid together? Yeah. Ah. How well. old's how old's the uh, child? She's 22, but she still wants money from me. Well, that'll never change. So that's... shouldn't she call <laughs> you, your ex-wife or your child? My ex-wife. Why, why does she come to you for money? You've given it to her before, I'm guessing, which is why she calls. I've given her like $500,000. <laughs> I've just given her so much money. Well, you're already done with, you're, you're, you're done with paying alimony, if you had any of that. You're done with paying yep. for child support, if you had any of that. So are you in rears, or, or what's, uh, what's... No, no, no. I, I got caught up when Taylor was... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have used the name. When she was 20... Um, she still comes to me for money. I mean, and you know what? I mean, the kid's a good kid, so I'm not going to say no, right? Well, she can come to your money. That's your kid. Your ex-wife, yeah. it's a completely different Kids scenario. get a different pass, yeah. man. Well, your own kids get a different pass. Well, the patterns have been established, you know? <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, that sucks. Don't answer the phone. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, just let her leave a message. But what if it's a men's room, yeah. man? No, no, no. When she calls, hopefully you have her number in your phone. And when yeah, she if you calls know it's you, her. you can see it. I mean, look, and trust us, we're never going to call you. There's just, <laughs> we're not going to call you. There's just some people. Look, it's not even that. There's people, I don't even know who the people are. And Ted, I know you've done the same thing, where all I programmed in was no. Yep. Mm-hmm. So no will call me, and then there's like no part two. It's like probably seven no's or nope's. In my, don't answer. I don't Do you remember. even know who they are? Not anymore. You did at the time, right? And now I have no idea. Uh, not you have a phone. nope file? I have a nope file. And I don't, that oh. way if my phone rings and I see nope, like, okay. So what's the difference between nope and like, oh, hell no? Uh, no, well, it's always in all caps. That's one. Because I, I don't even, even if I'm drunk, I don't want to think, well, I'll give it another go. This is, that's past Steve saying, <laughs> do not answer this call. Miles, God, I'm trying to think of a way to explain who this person is. This guy, he lived, I believe, in Covington. And uh, this guy would call and send the worst possible text, just the images that showed up. Like, I, no. Yeah. And that yeah. became no. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know which which version of no they are, but I know that There's he, a no. he's one yeah. of my no's. Reason we ask, what sound do you hate? A Scottish woman suffers a rare condition called misophonia and is so annoyed by the sound of other people breathing that she once asked doctors to surgically make her deaf. Jesus. It is described as a strong dislike or hatred of specific sounds. I would say strong. That triggers some pretty strong, obviously, emotional or psychological responses that uh, would be considered unreasonable by anybody else. Also known as, uh, as sound sensitivity syndrome, this condition can trigger all kinds of reactions from anger to panic or the need to flee to escape the maddening sound. Think of all the sounds that drive you crazy and multiply it by factors of 100, and you get an idea of what this person's experience feels like. But for her, it's the sound of other people breathing, which drives her crazy. So if it's the noise of people breathing, when I hear it, the more angry I get, the louder I hear it, the angrier I get, said the woman named God, Karen. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Seriously? Of course she hates it. Stop breathing. If I can hear you. someone is deliberately breathing to annoy me, that, does, that doesn't bother me. But if it's somebody just breathing, that triggers me. So, in so, other words, living people are an issue. In a study when they go, like, all right, I'm going to breathe real loud. Well, that doesn't bother. Because it's set up. Exactly. She should work at a morgue. Yes, no, she I mean, I'm just to, saying, that way the overabundance of bodies around you are not breathing. It ruins my life on a daily basis. I'd give anything for a cure instead of being basically laughed at by doctors and told to get over it. Well, at least in the mask-wearing mask, uh, the mask wearing world, you would think maybe she's getting a little bit of a break on people being able to hear her. Uh, I don't know, man. Some people are breathing heavier because they had to jog 10 extra feet to get to the elevator. Get to, so it's going to... Uh, other sounds people hate, they say uh, a toddler screaming is the worst sound. No, no, no. It's a, Well, toddler... That, that's Okay. Specifically... A child between the ages of two or three that's a female that is just just getting to that high-pitched, yes. exciting scream. So it's about two to three years old, and I mean, it is ear-piercing. It, like Right, like they're going to a concert, or maybe you had a friend that coached a women's professional soccer team, so you go to the games, and they would all scream in unison after the games. Or Paw Patrol is on. Oh. Or you're at the father-daughter dance, and they put on that goddamn song from Frozen, whatever the hell it's called. Give yeah. it a rest. Take it. What is it called? It's a it's a it's a pitch like you've never heard. Is, uh, oh, let it go. Let it go. I was like, I cannot. It's something like that. <laughs> Give it a rest. Give it a rest. So Give it a rest. I'm at this father daughter dance. My Give daughter's in first rest. grade, and actually, my daughter brought this up. Put it in perspective. About four days ago, my daughter brought it up. She goes, Dad, you know what would be going on right now? I'm like, I have no idea. You got to know this, right? She says, about a year ago, we were at the father daughter dance. I'm like, Oh, baby. She's like, Yeah, yeah. We would have been there around this time. So my wife's asking about it. She goes, no, it's a really good time. She's like, all the girls dance and all the dads stand in the corner and drink. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's exactly what we do. But I remember being there and we're in the corner drinking and they, oh, Jesus, let, let it go. They put on the Frozen song. I, I cannot explain the reaction because, again, it's father daughter. So the only kids there are girls. And that streak that you speak of, man, it had to be like 200 kids do this sound. We didn't even know what the song was until that broad starts singing. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. All of them pour into the dance floor. And then they start singing the song in unison. And we realize this is their I will survive moment. Mm-hmm. And we, I was like, I dare you to walk out there. They would rip you from limb to limb right now. That is I you was know, the funniest thing to be would be to uh, do a little trick with all the kids, right? So like you're, you're, you're conniving and everything. You say, all right. Let's go grab uh, the dad that you really want to be your dad. We'll like, <laughs> that's who we want to dance Start dancing with, with exactly. other kids. Nah, I nah. want to dance with you. I want you to be my dad. Your daughter's smarter. <laughs> no, 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 no. You go, kid. Yes, you, shoot, shoot. You know what drubs me wild in a bad way? Rubs you wild? Or, I just hate it. It's frozen things rubbing on each other. You've said that before. So uh, like I'm in the freezer and I'm going to grab it. Back to frozen again. It all comes full circle. I'm yeah, grabbing like if you're what? grabbing out a Tupperware container that has leftovers, and then the other one is all frosted over, and they like. That's the sound? Yeah, they huh. meet. How about this one? Someone says uh, squeezing a cotton ball. Horrible sound. No, it doesn't make a sound. It's a cotton ball. Now i got to go home and squeeze cotton balls. Find it it does. It has this little kind of a. Is it. Does it? Would it drive you nuts? Or no, it doesn't drive me nuts. It drives this guy. Me nuts. is the garbage uh, truck at uh, six o'clock in the morning. Well, I think that annoys everyone because it doesn't end when it's in reverse, and when I hear it, uh, knowing that I did not uh, take the trash out, so up I go in uh, flip flops. Side note with that: container out and get the garbage out. Uh, TV advertisers, please don't feel. We understand the effect you're going for in certain television commercials. Do not open the commercial with the sound of someone's alarm clock. Because universal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone has a very advert. Like, I recognize it's 7 o'clock at night. I know it's just a commercial, but when you play that sound, man, it is built in, and it just makes me want to beat the piss out of the advertisers. Someone else says, I can't stand to hear people eat. Says someone else, mine is eating or the sucking dishwasher sounds. <laughs> can't stand listening to my boxer drink, snore, eat, or bark. Oh, God, well, you got a boxer. Yeah. All what they do is make noise when everything else is otherwise. They can't even breathe quite. I mean, when they're hunkered down on their privates, man, it just sounds like. That, you know. that more than any sound on this earth, I, listening to my dog lick her little giblets just in the dark of night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually makes me angry. It's, it, it, sounds like a top, it sounds like a top loader washing machine that's on the agitator cycle. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're seriously not done yet. Connect with the guys. 
Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nougat. Head chef in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Thanks for coming out today. It's a beautiful day out there. Or is it a dreary day? Who knows? Am I even here right now? Am I messing with your mind? Coming straight from the back of the kitchen. <laughs> All right. Now, here's the problem. A lot of people like to cook. A lot sure. of people make uh, simple mistakes. They do them all the time in their home. Now, I said I bet everybody in here has made one of these mistakes, but I don't know. Like, Miles, you haven't made one lately. I'm sure you've made one of these. Thrill, you cook for a while, so you might not have made these mistakes. But okay. here's the deal. A lot of people, first of all, just, you know, if you don't, you don't grow up with, like, a parent that cooks a lot, you wouldn't know half this stuff. Sure. And a lot of people are going to learn from their parents how to cook anyhow. Right. So you see somebody making these mistakes, you wouldn't give it two thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's just what it tastes like. Right. Uh, so these are five cooking mistakes. Uh, basically, people are making according to chefs. Number five, stop constantly checking your food in the oven. Every time you open the door, heat flies out, and your oven has to preheat again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. You'll even hear it click and do it. Yep. Now, I will say this. I will allow you to peek in the oven if your oven doesn't have a light. <laughs> That's fair. I don't think the amount of grease on that window will allow me to even see through there. And as many times I've tried to clean it, I'm not sure I can just that, see in. That is a legit problem. Even if I had like a spotlight in there, right. I'm still not sure I can get through the splatter to see what's happening. I'm going to have to peek in, Ted. It's like yeah, looking like through I a frosted a, window. You yeah, know? I mean, it's just. Like I lived in a place once that like the, it just didn't have a light in the oven. So I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. dude, like. I gotta check the cheese, right? right. Like I was, I mean, it was just like you a frozen check pizza. The cheese. But I was like, I gotta check the cheese, <laughs> like see if it's actually done. But, that, right. but that's right. Yep. Yeah. I would also say sometimes, uh, you know, you ever have a range that cooks like uneven? Sure. Yeah. You and depending will, on how much you stuff that range with too. With no, but some of them no, just cook of, uneven. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I really? cooked a Papa oh, Murphs once, so and one side was burned, the other side was barely cooked. I'll be damned. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, test out that oven, move stuff around. Uh, now, this one is just fun, and you should do it all the time. Taste everything as you go and adjust if something doesn't taste right. That way, there's still time to fix it. I feel like most people do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I always do. It's one yeah. of those things where by the time you actually serve the food you've made, you might not be in the mood for it anymore. Well, and it's one of those things, too. Most most people starting out are, aren't good cooks. Like, sure. Don't forget, like you got to season stuff before or during. Like if you're seasoning it at the end, you didn't do you it. messed up, right? Yeah, 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 right. No question. And I say, I say it all the time. What am I going to say? Throw salt. You look good in those jeans. Oh, salt. Oh. <laughs> right, salt. We can always add more in, but we can't take mm-hmm. it out. You best. do say that all the time. Yeah. You're the best kisser ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, people over salt stuff all the time. Always, because they right. had a ton in the process. Like, just wait, man. It is okay. Yeah, and a lot of times things you buy already has that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I would also recommend if you have dry seasonings to maybe put those in a little bit earlier than you would fresh. Sometimes it's just good to pop with a couple yeah, of fresh yeah, at yeah. the end. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of meats, too. You can, you can rub them down the night before and let them, let them hang I out got, for a while. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I like to do that with chicken. Uh, this one says, don't leave a huge mess of pots and pans. Knock, knock out those dishes during prep so it's not overwhelming at yes, the end. Yes, that is a big one. Clean as you go. It's that very is. easy. For me, it's not even so much the end. It's just always having room as I'm still. If it involves yeah. that many pots and pans, that means presumably I'm doing a and, lot of prep. The, so I need my space, man. And if the pot's a little bit hot, it's easier to clean. Yeah, I'm bad. Whatever it's cooked in the final thing, that one will sit there. But, like, the cutting board, I always clean as I go or sure. this or that. Yep. Mainly just because, like, I just hate. You don't want to put the cutting board in the dishwasher. No, I do not. Right. And then, you're going to use it the next night. That's what, right. Thank you. That's the awesome. cutting board gets used constantly, right? right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's vegetables or or vegetables, mm-hmm. or like I don't know, a sausage you just cooked or whatever. Like I feel like the cutting board should always be clean because you're always going to yes. Use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the cutting, board. how many cutting boards do you own? So I have one of like the standard size. Like uh-huh. uh, I don't know what is that. It's like the hard plastic or whatever. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah like three, exactly four And then I have uh, three of the little tiny wooden ones. Uh-huh. Oh, you're you serving lots of cheese, are we? You know, I'm not. 
That's usually like if you're just going to slice up an apple or whatever. Oh, oh okay. It's it shocking. No, it's very nice, though. It's a great appearance. It is. It's Somebody a, gave yeah. me that as a gift. We know. And then I have the, I have the old school uh, cutting board that pulls out above your utensils. Oh. All right. I have one of those, too. I'd never use it. I do not trust I'm that not thing. I'm not sure I have one. I, I use it once a year around Thanksgiving to cut up French bread. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Never use Sweet. it the rest of the year. Okay. I don't it's I don't know if I don't trust it or whatever. I'm just like, you know what? Also, it just seems like a pain to clean. It does. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. stuck inside the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like the convenience of it, but I don't use it. Uh, sticking with cutting here, we're talking about uh, five cooking mistakes you're all making. All of you. I could see you. Uh, back to knives. Don't use dull knives. Uh, you're more likely to cut yourself, so yes. sharpen those blades up. Then be careful. Be very careful. Right. We started talking about cutting boards. I forgot to mention. And stop cutting your vegetables unevenly. Basically, you want to cut your veggies even so that they cook at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and presentation. Yeah. If I'm you care to look down and go, I really killed that. And the only reason I care is from working in restaurants. Otherwise, it would never have crossed my mind. But I can't help myself but cut everything exactly the same. And cut it for the meal that you're making. You know, it's different to cut onions for fajitas than it is to dice onions for, for tacos right, or, right. I mean, or, or whatever you're doing. They all, they all kind of require a different, uh, a different yeah. look, shape, form. Even the carrots. I'm bad with onions. I feel like I cut the onion different every time I cook. I think what Miles said is it. Like, it depends what it is. If it's fajitas, I'm going big chunks mm-hmm. or big long yeah. strips, I guess I should say. Yeah, I like, always end like, up cutting them as like, diced up as I can. Here's, okay. the, here's the best Minced. example I can give you. Uh, you go to McDonald's, they have little teeny tiny onions on the hamburger. Correct. You Perfect. Get a quarter size. pounder, man. They got big ass onions on them. Do they? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Well, you got to get, get a quarter pounder. Big uh, ass onions. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see a lot of reason for long onions in my own home. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, if I cook a burger or make a burger, I'm going to put like a raw red onion on there. Damn, brother, you got some long onions. <laughs> <laughs> long onion, man. Anyone ever tell you that? It's terrifying to hear that in prison. I just found some onion skin uh, this morning in between, like, the oven and the cupboard. Yeah, that's where it migrates. Yeah, and I was like, I used a white onion last weekend. Like, oh. what about this? How long has that onion skin been hanging out in there? Onion skins are like the dust bunnies of the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, obviously, 2020 was a long year for a lot of people. Uh, so there was 10 comfort foods that got us through. Now, I will tell you straight up. You could call this list comfort food, but it's also just kind of stuff people like and are easy to cook at home. Okay. Yeah. So number 10 on the list, strawberry shortcake. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm, never, okay. I'm not a big dessert maker. I'm a dessert eater. <laughs> well, strawberry shortcake, remember, though, you can always, it's more of a summertime thing, but you can always just buy that little six-pack of the uh, sponge cake that already has oh, right, a little right. hole okay. in it. It's like a little disc. And then just put strawberries on there, cool whip it, boom. You're a pastry chef. Boom. Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> I guess it's 10 None gonna... of that strawberry drizzle stuff or anything? We never did. All right. When I was a kid. That was just how we ate them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number nine, mashed potatoes. Really? I can nail mashed potatoes. When's the last time you had mashed potatoes? Uh, last week. Huh. Yeah. All right. Oh. I feel like I only eat mashed potatoes around the holidays. I make them a lot. Generally, that's when I eat them most. I don't mind them anytime, but generally, if I'm eating them, it's because it's part of the tradition, right? Yeah, I feel like, yeah. For whatever reason, I just don't eat, make mashed potatoes at home. Or I'm at a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, right. steakhouse and holidays are amazing. Don't you get me wrong. man? I made a meatloaf. I, oh. Well, there so you go. I was like, man, I got to have mashed potatoes with meatloaf. It's I do like love my, mashed it's potatoes. It's kind of like my homemade TV dinner. You know? There you go. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love mashed potatoes. Uh, number eight on the list, these are comfort foods that got us through 2020. Chicken noodle soup. Well, isn't that like the anytime comfort whatever? Is yeah. it because it brings us comfort or is it because we think it does? You know what I mean? Every kid, you're kind of indoctrinated to believe that chicken noodle soup is some magical thing and mom hooks you up. It's, it's like a very comforting moment. I don't know that it makes me feel any better. But I, think I feel it does. like it's, I don't, maybe you, it does. You no, know I mean, placebo wise. Yeah, placebo yeah, for I mean, sure. No matter what. I, I mean, mean look, I do it. Yeah. Every time I get sick with, it doesn't matter if it's cold, flu, whatever. Chicken noodle soup. All right, there you go. Stomach's upset. Have some chicken. But, man, if you take the time to make homemade, it's really good. Yeah, but Campbell's did it for me. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a homemade-style Campbell's. Style, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Thrill, number seven on this list of comfort food that got us to Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, but you ate this a lot. It's been one of your newer things that you like to eat at home. Chicken. (laughs) And? Biscuits. Dumplings. Oh. Oh. All right, yeah, yeah, basically the same thing. <laughs> Pretty close. Cool. You're right, man. That is, uh, God damn, that is good. 
<laughs> it is so good. It's so thick and heavy, though. It is thick. It is heavy. But, man, if it's, if it's, it's rainy like, out or anything, I'm telling you, and it's just a pile of garbage. It's a pile but it of carbohydrate Yes, paste. and butter. All right, right. These are covered fruits. The guys are 2020. Baked potato soup. I've had that before. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'd I mean, have the baked potato. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Sounds it, like a creamy soup with potatoes and bacon bits in it and cheese. Yes. Okay, I'm in. That's yeah, it. That, I, yep, yeah. I'm in. Uh, pot roast. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I've had one, but they're always See, good. See, pot carrots, roast is carrots, something. Carrots, potatoes. Yeah, pot roast is something I actually li- like to cook. But to me, that's just like an old school Sunday meal. You cook a pot roast. It's pot roast. Yeah. Uh, another one, chili. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mike's been all about the chili. I never make chili the same way twice. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't I can. even know what the hell I'm throwing there. I'm like, what do I got? Like you have a general idea yeah, of where like, you want it to go. Look but, at this. What's this? But I'll it's put that in not there. like the last yeah. time. Uh, chicken and waffles. Okay, I've not done that because you got to make good fried chicken. I think that the That's key to the that key. Is, is, yeah. is good fried chicken, unless you can do that at home and nail it. Well, you got to keep in mind this is these. And everybody's not making this at home, dude. These are just the comfort. Oh, foods the comfort foods that people, people are like. Gotcha. Right. I was like, I don't. I don't think I've ever made soup at home. Uh, chicken and waffles on the list, then just fried chicken. Sure, man. All right. That's good anytime. Big old bucket of chicken. And that's what I'm saying, though. Chicken and waffles, great fried chicken. So what's the number one comfort food that got people through 2020? Pizza? Pizza. Nope. Simple. Everybody can make them. Children Grilled make cheese. them. Macaroni and cheese. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. All right. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. I am very happy not to live with or near someone anymore because of the time they did blank. 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Don. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitch. Hola. Hola. <laughs> so check this out. Two years ago, New Year's Eve. Actually, it was New Year's morning because it was after midnight, 2 a.m. I'm coming home from a local bar. I'd only had a couple drinks all day long. So anyhow, I get within a block of my house, and this guy comes running out towards the street, flailing his arms like an orangutan, yelling and shouting, F you this, you tried to run me over. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you kept your butt out of the road, you, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about people running you over. But I didn't say anything to him and went home, pulled my truck up in the driveway, go in the house. Well, come to find out, well, let me finish that portion first. So I'm in the kitchen making something to eat. All of a sudden, there's this thunderous crash. I, I thought a car hit the house. So the dogs go running towards the bedroom. I answer the front door, and here's two guys standing at my front door, one of them with a steel pipe raised over his head that apparently he banged on my front door with. <clears throat> so I answer the door. Here he is with the steel pipe. F me, and I tried to run him over. I drew my 9 millimeter. Fortunately, I had it on my hip. Otherwise, he probably would have come through the door because as he was about to, telling his brother, oh, he won't pull the trigger, his brother grabs him by the shoulder and yanked him back. Well, my weapon, the safety is the trigger, okay? It's a Smith & Wesson 9mm that his brother winds up yanking him off the property. So they leave. I go back in the house, and I'm looking for my phone to dial 911 while I left it in my truck. So I go back out the door. I've got the nine draw and, you know, (laughs) alert position. I get to my truck. Both front windows are broken out. So I dial 911. They they take the information. I'm on the line with the the operator. I tell her about 15, 20 minutes after waiting for the cops, hey, I'm going to take my cell phone and my camera, you know, go down the road. If I see these guys, I'm going to get a picture or get some direction of where they're headed. So... She tells me instantly, do you still have your weapon on you? I says, yeah. She goes, make sure and keep it at home. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go and I lock it up in the safe. Come back out, sweep the glass off the driver's seat. I get into the truck. I didn't get 50 yards. I backed out of my driveway, didn't get 50 yards. Two flashlights are on me. And I'm like, who in the F is flashing their light at me? Cops. I'm like, oh, Okay. So I, you know, pull over, put it in park. They're telling me to keep my hands on the steering wheel, you know, all, all the stuff. Because they get, apparently got a call from these guys. The, the, that the you're going to shoot them and kill them. Well, yeah, that I had a weapon and that I had followed them down the street. Plus, plus the, the one individual who threatened that I tried to run him over, uh, apparently told the police that I tried to run him over three times. Now, this is a windy, 
uh, hill hillside with very sharp turns. I drive an F two fifty Ford, so it's not like I'm going to be rally racing to get home in this big old Ford. So um, I wind up being hauled to jail. They took you to jail. I spent 38 days in jail because this kid said I tried to run him over three times. And uh, after I'm still out on bail right now. I was facing three felony charges, one for vehicular assault, second degree, one for weapons assault, second degree, and one for verbal assault against an officer because the report the officer put in that I mentioned I would try and kill him and his family and so forth. Well, I was raised, my dad was an LA County Sheriff for 30 years. My grandfather retired California Health Patrol. I even in the military and was a reserve officer in my day. I'm, I'm 62 years old now. So let me ask so, you this. Did you retain an attorney? Yeah, I've got a public defender so far in the past. It still has yet to go through trial. Well, okay. hey, then I would stop talking. Two years I've been waiting. Yeah. Stop yeah. talking. I hear you. I even believe you. So, but if you haven't gone to trial yet, I would keep all of these thoughts to myself. Honestly. I mean, instead yeah. of going, I mean, look, I'm that's, just looking out for you, bro. That's why I'm not giving a location or any other further de- detailed information on it. I'm just saying this is something I'm still facing. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, it sucks, got, man, but mm-hmm. I won't. I, 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 I cut them off. Just yeah. stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you, man. I'm not being mean, but like if I have not gone to trial yet, I certainly am not going on a radio station sharing anything. Doesn't even matter if I'm telling the truth or not. Don't do a don't, podcast either. Don't do it, man. I am very happy not to live with or near someone anymore because of the time they did blank. 206-421-ROCK. As Ted always says, when they say you have the right to remain silent, do. Yeah. For real, right? Like, like, just, like, like you're still on, on bail? Right, man. Just, like, keep it to yourself. Let the trial figure it out. And you might want to look at a lawyer. Yeah, mm-hmm. lawyer. Hello, Madison. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 So I was living in L.A. going to college, and I had a roommate who my dad was like, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. Like, you can take over my room while I'm out of town and then, you know, just be the roommate. And he didn't tell me that this guy was OCD and passive aggressive. Well, that would have ruined the fun. So that had to break you into moving to Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, had to escape L.A. for that. Okay. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, there'd be things like if I forgot to empty out every single piece of the laundry lint out of the dryer, he would take it and sprinkle it over my dishes. What? If I left a drop of water on the counter in the kitchen after washing my dishes, he would hide my dishes from me. He had his own set of dishes that he would keep in one of those little, like, drying racks and take to his room. And his alarm clock would go off at every meal, so he would ha- we would call it the, the parade of dishes. He would bring all of his dishes into the, the kitchen, have his, like, Lipton instant noodle stuff with hot dogs in it for every meal. I mean, like, the guy was just, like, so OCD and crazy and would only communicate in passive-aggressive notes. How hot were you for this guy? <laughs> He's my husband now. Yeah, exactly. How, what, how long did, married? How, Twenty years. How long did you have to live with this guy? Um, I was there for about nine months, and it was to the point where, like, I had early morning college classes that, unfortunately, I had to like flunk out of because I couldn't get up to go use the kitchen in the morning because he'd be in there. Is it because he forbade you, or you just didn't want to interact with him? It, like, we would have screaming matches, and he would just be so conniving and manipulative. Okay. And, you know, like the kind of person who just picks your argument apart. All right. What, whatever became of this uh, this gentleman? Um. So, I mean, I was in my early 20s, and he was in his 40s. I think he's living by himself now. I think Probably he's a good somewhere idea. in Seattle, actually. Oh, okay. Well, he blends. Um, but yeah, it was just like the worst roommate situation I've ever had. And living in LA, I've had some really crap ones, but I have like PTSD after that. Sounds like it. Man. This guy sounds creepier than OCD. You know what I mean? Crazy. Like yeah. that sounds like a guy that shows up on Silence of the Lambs. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill. The greatest story never told. Available on radio.com.
Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Live from the basement studio bar, it's Ryan Castle, everybody. I had a one-gallon bottle of uh, Makers in here. You do. And I can't. I cannot find it. Is it and in I your think, belly? You I might want to beca- check your belly. I think it's because sometimes that happens when you recycle a bottle when it's empty and you don't realize that it's it's gone mm. because you've forgotten. Did you? You might have. It. You might have indulged in it. <laughs> That's the. Irony. Oh yeah. I, I guess. See. I guess I did finish that, didn't oh, I? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was fine Sunday. <laughs> yeah. How was Monday? That's the so, question. What's uh? What what what's Something that you and uh, Miles and Thrill and me have in common. We're well. Two of us are bald. Two mm-hmm. of you are white. Speaking, uh, two speaking of, of drinking too much. Two of us have scooters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of drinking too much, I don't know. We all uh, had you, entirely you, you, too you, much to drink during our job interviews, and we're sure <laughs> okay. we would never get this job. <laughs> yes, that's, that's that is very, yeah, I was gonna very say, you true. Don't do, the, you don't do drugs like Steve and I. That's uh, a question. Not the same drugs as right. you no, right. do. I mean, we've point. been known to share them from time to time, though. <laughs> okay. you know, so that's kind of the point of today's sit oh. and spin. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Were you going to say and that we uh, all listen to albums? Was that the answer to the question? No, yes, no we all get right. drunk in the interview. Oh, okay. We, well, uh, we, didn't we get all, drunk we all make awful first impressions. Is and what got hired anyway. So what we're talking about today on Sit and Spin is the 20 best album opening songs. This is your first impression of that album. So the people at Bro Bible went through and figured out the best opening songs on albums. Okay. Kick the door open. I mean, it doesn't matter the band or the artist. I feel like your first song has to be kick-ass, right? I mean, for whatever, it it could be Garth Brooks, it could be Black Sabbath. It doesn't matter. You want to come out swinging. Mm -hmm. You know, and it used to be that your first song was on the album was also the first single. So right. that'd be the one you'd hear on the radio and stuff too. So these are the bangers. These are the best ones on uh, you. Would, yes, yeah, absolutely. The 10 best album opening songs of all time. Ten, number 10. Out here in the field. All right. All right. Yeah. Who's next? This album turns 50 years old this, this year. Oh, great. You gotta so, wonder if the uh, the first guy was on the air. You know what I mean? And uh, whatever year this was, seventy three, seventy four. It feels se- like se- seventy one. Here it's is fifty. Baba O'Reilly. Baba 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 There are a lot of sheep in Ireland, <laughs> so this is about Baba O'Reilly. Baba O'Reilly. He was a fine man. He was. <laughs> Let's drink some Baba. Yeah. I don't even hear the Baba in there. Do you? What the hell are you saying? I think it's Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> Bubba O'Reilly. Bubba O'Reilly. Hey, O'Reilly. Hey, that's a Bubba who works at the auto parts store. That's exactly right. You know, Bubba O'Reilly. He works yeah. at O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a 76 Dodge Grand Monaco. I'm in my air filter. These are uh, the <laughs> 10 best album opening songs of all time. Nine, number nine. Well, Miles, if you were looking for bangers, Crazy in Love from Beyonce off of Dangerously in Love is certainly a banger. That is a banger. It is. Yeah. Heard it a lot. Remember, from Beyonce, this is a banger. Mm-hmm. We saw her do this at the Super Bowl. Steve was asleep. Did she sing this song? Like, you know what? I yeah. honestly couldn't tell. What's this? I don't know. Look, when we got to the Super Bowl, every seat had a little, like, purple finger condom. Oh, yeah. But they was like, don't put it on. Until halftime, right? Do you right? see Beyonce's so, butt? Beyonce rolls out there, and at some point, I don't know if she's with Destiny, so whatever, her finger turns purple. The place goes crazy, and there's all these idiots around us with purple fingers waving. I'm like, what is the point of this? Uh, the point was to blow the power and cause a 45-minute <laughs> yeah. delay. Because it looked cool that's, on TV. Right. It, that's something else we cool all about. have in common, is we were with Steve when he fell asleep in a public place. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's asleep at the bar again. <laughs> And then Dude, he goes, you guys don't have to leave, but your friend can't sleep in here. Yeah. <laughs> it was a struggle. These are the 10 best album opening songs for all, of all time. I don't know. I mean, you two as their moments, I just, they could have picked better. I think this was yeah. like the return of U2. It, it kind of right? was, man. I just I don't know if this song, if, as or, far as U2 goes, this to me is not one of their banger songs. I don't mean I hate it, but it's just. It could also have been their farewell. It's like, see ya. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of That's from uh, All That You Can't Leave Behind. It definitely was a little more upbeat than some of the stuff the years yeah. before. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. These are the 10 <laughs> best album opening songs of all time. Seven, number seven. From the folks at Bro Bible, they picked... Uh, Tom Petty's Damn the Torpedoes first song, Refugee, for number seven. Great sure. song. Had the chance yeah. to see him. I'm like, you know what? I just can't do it this time, but he'll be back around. Then he died. Dude, I've, have I told you the story? I was up in Everett at a buddy's house, and we got stuck in traffic coming back to Seattle. And I was like, ah, by the time we get there, you know, we're going to be halfway through the show. Screw it. We'll just go home. I'll catch him next time. Yep. And he started yep. late. Yeah, and last time I drove up to the gorge, my buddy was like, oh, you never saw him? It was amazing at the gorge. I'm sure it was. Thank you. <laughs> These are the 10 I best. did see him at the gorge, though. Oh, you did? You did. Yeah, that was like in 1999 or something. You know what we don't have in common? We didn't see Tom Petty. These are the 10 best album opening songs of all time. Six. Number six. Jay-Z and Kanye from Watch the Throne. No yeah. church in the wild. Watch the throne. Okay. In other words, they were sharing a public bathroom. Yeah. So look, man, there's no door on the stall. Watch no the lock. throne. There's no lock, man. Just, just stand out here. Watch the second, throne. Man. I was watching Game of Thrones. I, gotta, I feel like Kanye got his eyes off the throne. I got a heater coming on. <laughs> right? He started looking at other thrones. It's like, no, no, no. This is the one we're talking about. Me with that, the hair. <laughs> These are the 10 best album opening songs of all time. Five. Number five. Is it just me or does Jimi Hendrix sound a little bit like a black Dracula? He sounds like he's just... Good evening! I'm, <laughs> I am Jimi Hendrix! He sounds like a talking... I believe the term you're looking for is Blackula. Blackula, yeah. Hey, Blackula's already taken. <laughs> Starring Pam Greer. Yeah, he sounds, like, he sounds like a talking sheet of acid. Right. He really, oh, no! Right? I you mean from... Like, song was about weed, but he seems really fired up. Hey, weed, weed, bro. I'm pretty sure this is LSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss the sky. You, you don't write that. Unless you're completely That's dry. acid, man. Yeah, a lot of people don't smoke weed and go, I can feel it in my veins. <laughs> right. It's more of a lung thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are the 10 best album opening songs of all time. Four, number four. David Lee Roth. <laughs> Roy, Our really set, set the tone for the rest of their career with that one, didn't they? You Absolutely. know what, though, man? Yeah. The, first, the first song from the first album. And every album they did with David Lee Roth after that, this song represents it very, very well. And, and the only thing close, I mean, I know it's both the devil and, and Satan and all that stuff, but Shout of the Devil, although it was not the opening song for Motley Crue, uh, because they had In the Beginning. Does that count? It does, does that stupid intro? It's yeah. not a song. Because they didn't they didn't count albums that had intros because they'd say like this thing's just gotta come out of the gate and be a hit. Right, yeah, right, right. Because it was it was it was track two. Yeah. Needed to be a banger, right? These are the ten best. Oh, wait, album. wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't this then be track two? No. Isn't eruption before this? No, it's after. No, and no, then you really got me. later in the album. Oh, really yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. you're right. These are the ten best album opening songs of all time. I'm just not convinced the prince is really going nuts. When you say it like that. No, 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 no. Let's get nuts. He means like cashews. Right. <laughs> Let's get nuts. It's a grocery list. Yeah, exactly. Should we get the pecans or the almonds? Let's go nuts. Nice. Let's get nuts. Talk, talking to his bartender. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. These are great. Salt it, honey roast it. I don't know. Yeah. Just, Let's go crazy. Let's get, get, nuts. Nuts. get nuts. Let's get nuts. It's my favorite bar. They have a, they have a nut bar. Prince loved it. Wrote a whole song about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. He went crazy <laughs> and ate nuts of all kinds. We gotta, we gotta put that on the uh, list of like, uh, come on, home girl. Right. Uh, My poop looked like squirrel poop. <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> all right, man. Whatever you're into. Whatever, Prince. Pancakes, nuts. These are the ten I best. Mean, everybody's got their thing. Ten best album opening songs of all time. Two, number two. 
What he's saying is he wants a giant vagina. I mean, I want a whole lot. <laughs> Just look at the size of that thing. <laughs> thing. Thing. I brought my spelunking gear. <laughs> Got a couple of carabiners, some rope, and a hat with a light on it. Heading it. That's right. I'm just looking for my car keys and my car that's down there somewhere. They call oh, me look, Robert. a class ring. They call me Robert Plank, so I'm done. You're going to be soiled. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Courtesy of our friends oh. at uh, BroBible.com. These are the 10 best album opening songs of all times, and we made it to number one. Number one. Welcome to this could have been the, it was a great album they could have begun and ended with this song as an album like straight out yeah this i'd be the, curious to see where hell's bells from acdc fell on this list because that, that was track one on back in black right you want to talk about setting the tone yeah was it i think hell's bells Man, I don't think it was. Was it? Everyone's saying it. You know, Mike, is, Mike is very confident oh, yeah, about this one. Like, All right, I'll look it up. I'll Thank look you, it up Mike now. So we appreciate it. There you go with the 10 best album opening songs of all time. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the radio.com app. What do you own and how did you discover <laughs> that it was potentially dangerous? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome to the men's room. Hello. Hola. Hola. Oh, boy. Hola. Vanessa. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I'm calling to answer your question. Perfect. About the dangerous thing, of course, that, you know, you figured out. But it it's sad because you guys started talking about cats or do- your pets dying, and I just had to have my cat put down this morning. So it was weird because I was just trying to cheer up a little bit. And then all Jesus. of a sudden, yeah, it was, okay. was like, glad, glad we could help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, no, I'm fine though. It's like, I know, I know that's what. Well, how old was the cat? How old was the cat? 16. All right. It's about right. What yeah. if I said your cat has another 34 years? <laughs> yeah, no. See, you still want to put him down this morning. That's my point. Well, he had to be put down, but you know, it, it's pretty rough, but okay. So I, but let's get to the point here. That's what I was told to do. Okay. So mm-hmm. I got this mm-hmm. tattoo or not tattoo. I'm sorry. Statue years ago. I worked at an, a weed shop before it was legal at the, like at the wreck, uh, not a wreck shop. A medical shop. Yeah. You know, we, we know medical where you work. Shop. Yeah. Okay. And so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like frustrated right now because of the kitty dying. And so, anyway. What was the cat's was name? This... Oh, Teabag. What happened Thomas. to Teabag? Teabag. Oh. <laughs> um, he's kind of obese and he um, he got a liver problem. So you know what? That's pretty common. Him. That's why Dr. Gomez went there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've already had it happen with other cats before. I'm sorry. It's just you know, your cat, Dr. Gomez. So I know you're yeah. trying to relate, man. It's just like, what's wrong with that? I don't know, man. We bonded there. <laughs> Vanessa and I came together. I mean, Maybe you guys should get your cats <laughs> out of the bar. Her cat's name is freaking Teapot. I mean, Dr. Gomez is swab. No, Teabag. Teabag. Oh, Teabag. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Teabag. That's awesome. We're allowed to see yeah. that, right? I know I what I'm going to do when I when the cat goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't put your head on the okay. arm of that couch, buddy. <laughs> Oh, he! Oh, yeah! I know. I I put a I put a tea bag under his face last night for a pillow before he died because I knew we had to put him down today. Oh, anyway, yeah. I wasn't thinking about so, that. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, no, I know. Okay, so there was this um this sphinx attached uh, a statue and it was like all gold and really pretty and like this fancy sculpture that somebody made that was there at the place I worked at, and then. I I was cleaning up around the place I worked, and I looked underneath, and it had my birthday on it. And then I asked the owner, I was like, do you even want this? It's a really cool statue. Like, do you even care? And he's like, no, you can have it. And then pretty much for a year and a half after that, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Wait, are you blaming the statue? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> then what happened after about a year and a half of just, crap you know i was like oh my god like i was like this thing is just staring at me and maybe this is a problem you know 
And so I had a bunch of stuff I was going to give away to some friends and whatever. I had. And, and my friend's like, oh, my roommate, she would love that. You know, she's this crazy artist. Give her bad that. luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you give her the curse well, yeah. of Tutankhamun as well? I, no, but I, I warned her. I said, you know, I'm like, I'm warning you. This thing is cursed, and I just don't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. That's and how I give like, gifts all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it wasn't a gift. It was uh, like I'm getting rid of this. It wasn't a gift. Did, I just said, well, Vanessa, did anything? Did, did anything bad happen to your friend? Uh, yeah, a bunch of bad things. And so, within about a month and a half, it was out on the street, broken in the middle of you know the street in Wallingford. Like, I'm yeah. wondering about that. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, do me a favor. That one shop on 45th that has the gold cats that wave at you in honor of Teabag. Don't buy one of those. Oh, yeah, no, I already have some of those that people gave me as gifts anyway. How many so do you I'm have? You have the waving go... cat guy? Oh, yeah, of course. People, I even have kitty shoes. I have kitty everything. I'm really into cats. But, do you have an actual you cat? Know, oh, I'm not sure. No. Oh, look out, Zap. <laughs> oh, no. Would you call me? I, no. <laughs> I don't know. She had two cats, man. Vanessa, That's all. Vanessa. <laughs> If you, and, and convenient enough for you to live in Wallingford, you do realize that there is a cat cafe on 45th, right? Oh, I do know about that cat cafe. Ooh, because yes, cats are delicious. Do. Yeah, you can just go in there and hang with some yeah. random Jacko's cat yeah, who left but, it for the day so someone can pet that, Yeah, I, don't, I have my own cats. I don't need to just go to a cat well, cafe. How many more do you have? Well, how many more do you have besides Teabag? Oh, I have two more. I All have right. Elsa yeah, and right. Anna, and I have a bunny named Butters. Named after the dude from South Park, you know. Oh, who else would it be named after? Well, you know. It's either yeah, named after Butter or Butters. 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 Butters McBuggin is what I call him. How how yeah. old is Butters? Uh, Butters is about uh, maybe six months old now. Six months. And what's the average lifespan of a house bunny? Um, I'm not really sure, but it's a lot longer than, uh, an outside bunny because where I saved him from, he was running across the street on a highway and I grabbed him and you I grabbed some him. random ass bunny and brought him into your house. Oh, hell yeah, I did. Well, how do you know he wasn't like going back to his place, man? Well, I mean, cause I already, no, cause I already knew that there was a bunch of bunnies out there that people were just going to eat. They were like, it was, we got a bunch of bunnies out there, and they escaped. And so I grabbed this one guy, and I said, I'm taking you home with me, dude. So other and bunnies so, get eaten there, you're saying? Well, and they were freezing to death. The, the guy that, that owns the house where I got that bunny from, he was like, yo, we keep losing bunnies because they freeze to death. And I was just so upset about that. I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad that I got butters and that he didn't <laughs> you know. even know. That I, uh, that I got this Vanessa, back. we're glad you yeah. got butters. Oh yeah, butters. We're sorry about tea bag. Very sorry. Yeah. We didn't yeah. know. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a break, uh, Vanessa, real quick. So we're gonna let you go because we know a lot of people are calling you to go out. <laughs> people like Vanessa. They're mad at me, but they like Vanessa. Why so you, you were right, but when you asked her, I thought <laughs> it came out wrong. <laughs> did. It came out exactly <laughs> like you would say. But do you I'm, have a cat? No, because he's dead. <laughs> I was not going to follow with that. I was going to ask a direct question. I said I'm really into cats, and I knew Teabag's gone, man. T-bag. So it just seemed like the right question. <laughs> Ryan Castle on the way. <laughs> Oops. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. All right, the game is a Big Dummy 206-421-ROCK. Steve, who is our first contestant ready to play the big game? Hello, Dan. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, Hola. Hola. Dan, are you sober or not sober? No, this is over. We're looking for Dan. That's Hello, Oliver. Oh, is he, is he near you there, Oliver? No. Okay. Well, you tell him to call back, okay? No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I was looking to get my six-year-old just to say hola. Oh, well, hola, six-year-old. Hola. All right. Well, you didn't follow right. your instructions, Dad. It should be known that it's hola, bitch, hola. Yeah. That's very important that you say all of that. Dan, is it sober or not sober today for you? Uh, sober. All here right. with my kids. Okay. All right, no, Dan. that's when I get drunk. That's well. what I was going to say. I, I wasn't judging you. <laughs> Men's room poll. Uh, how do you want to go? Uh, death by koala bear, 50 chipmunks, three bunnies, or 100 butterflies? Oh, I'll go with the 100 butterflies. Sweet. Okay. I like your spirit, man. I'm going to three bunnies. 
I know it sounds weak and it sounds ridiculous, and it is both of those things, but it guarantees that an interesting story is told. I think. Mm-hmm. All right, here's your question. Jim Varney, a.k.a. Ernest, from the 14 Ernest movies, 14, he was also the voice of which Toy Story character in the first two movies? Uh, the the wiener dog? Oh, man, wow. Dan. You know, Golly. I wouldn't have guessed in 10 million years. Wow. He had 14 Ernest movies, including Ernest Scared Stupid, mm-hmm. Ernest Goes to Jail. Ernest yep. Goes to Camp. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest save Christmas. Ernest does save Christmas. Uh, Ernest slam. There's slam dunk. Ernest. Oh really? Ernest that- rises again. Ernest goes to, goes to school. Ernest in the army. My personal favorite. Ernest goes to Africa. Get out! So of I can only imagine what an adventure. Yeah, Dude, I bet I've seen like half of those. Really? Oh my god! When I was a kid, I mean, I, I went to the theaters to see him save Christmas. Wow, man! Did he? Oh well. I don't want to ruin it for people. All right, Miles, okay. did you ever watch those movies? No. I never watched them. No. Oh, man. So I, I mean, don't know what you mean. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. Yeah, Ernest was a god when I was a kid. I didn't realize he, he was, was that god. big. I mean, well, I, to me, it was Ernest, and sure. then right under him was Benji. <laughs> wow. It's too bad he's not around to hear these accolades. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Damn shame. Yeah. Ernest hey, is dead? Yeah, Jim Varney's yeah, dead, man. He's dead, man. You seriously didn't know. You're the Ernest lover. Yeah, Jim yeah, Varney. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've watched an Ernest film. Why don't you I think was... there's 48 of them instead of just that? <laughs> right. They yeah. wouldn't have stopped. But Benji's still alive, right, man? No. They're on their 15th one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Hello, Stoner Jen. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitcholas. Hola. Hey, Jen, did you enjoy the Ernest movies when they were out? I sure did. Really? What was you know your what favorite? I mean, what was your favorite? <laughs> this is blowing my mind. Was... I didn't realize people actually watched these what, movies. What was right your now? favorite uh, Ernest movie, there, Jen? Uh, I really like the Christmas one. That one was okay, my favorite. Right. Are you as shocked as me? I am. I just thought he was this corny thing on TV. Oh, he's a millionaire. Yeah. I mean, the Christmas one to me was probably his biggest release. <laughs> wow. Because right. the other ones you had watched at home, and then it was like. Ernest, like, in look, theater. How has he not been honored look, at the uh, Academy uh, Awards? Ultimately, in real life, you know what people said. They said, oh, my God, who lives in that house? And someone said, that's uh, that's Vern. Right. That's Vern. Like, oh, my God, he's loaded. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Either way. And he lives next to Larry the Cable Guy. Right. I got to go back and watch one of those, see how bad they are. All right, Jen, our men's room poll. How do you want to go? Koala bear, 50 chipmunks, three bunnies, or 100 butterflies? What will the story be? I, I don't know. I'm a wuss. I don't want to get bit, so I'm going to go butterfly. <laughs> death by how, butterfly. How do you think it would happen? I imagine you suffocate or something. Yeah. Like they hate they you. They fly down your that. throat right. and choke you to death. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it'd be well, better than getting bit. And then, and then you know, when you're uh, when you're dead, then they drop their eggs in you, so caterpillars Caterpillars crawl. come out of your mouth. You know it. Ooh. And they Where's don't come point? out of your mouth until the moment someone chooses to look in your mouth, because that's how horror movies work. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. By the way, one other thing I learned from horror movies, a buddy of mine turned me on to this, and it proves to be true. It said if there's a monster or there's Jason or any of those things, and that's the antagonist, if you don't turn around and look at him, nothing happens. Okay. He's like inevitable. Right. Like if you're chased by the alien, alien's badass. He goes, but people only die when they turned around and looked at it. And the last thing they did was scream. So he said, my theory is, for three days, I got an alien follow me. He's like, I just don't turn. So even if you go, hey, yo, man, you, you got a little alien over your shoulder. Like, I know. Just don't look at it. If you don't look at them, they don't attack. Hmm. Horror movies have taught us that. Keep that in mind. All right, your question, Jen. Who commanded the British Army during most of the American Revolution? Hit me with the history questions again. Because <laughs> they teach it in school. I know. I suck at history, though. Uh, By the way, Ted, people are saying Ernest Goes to Jail that. is a classic. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one, too. Legend. What did he go to jail for? Do you have any guesses there? George Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth? That's an interesting choice. So close, but wrong. Uh, General William Howe. Uh, someone else saying, two people agree that Ernest Goes to Camp is a classic, and Ernest Scared Stupid is a Halloween classic. So if yeah, you're yeah. looking for a Halloween oh, classic, Ernest a good one, yeah. Scared Stupid. I mean, Miles, I, I got to go back and watch them. It's Ernest. <laughs> so if, so if he's in jail, like, it had to be some stupid. Like, <laughs> All right. I don't think he was, like, slanging coke or... <laughs> 
I bet he was married. <laughs> I was thinking Coke Burn. No, I mean, he's always scratching his neck. Yeah. There's a rated R version called Ernest Sells a Brick. Or <laughs> <laughs> Ernest Goes to Town, available on Cinemax. Right. right. Ernest Goes to Town. <laughs> Ernest and the Many Pounds. Ernest Goes Down. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest Walks Aurora. <laughs> That's a local one. Yeah, Ernest Experiments. <laughs> Ernest gets wet. Yeah. Oh Jesus, dude! Why you smoking PCP? Yeah. Angel oh. dust. Oh, yeah, that's it. Hey, Bird. Yeah, that's I didn't the know better you, version. I didn't know you like to get wet. Not on me. Ernest gets wet. <laughs> I'd watch those movies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Special guest appearance by Benji on drugs. <laughs> Benji has rabies in this one. <laughs> All right, Jen, here's your question. What F word is the application of science to a criminal investigation? Forensic. There you go. Very good. Boom. All right, Stoner. Boom. Good. Nice job. She gets so excitable. Boom. It's really hard to calm her down. I knew it. I Boom. Knew it. It's like the Game worst is, uh, explosion ever. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Go right, we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Stephen Thrillhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast Mr. Angel Mazdev of Hartsville, South Carolina. Now, like a lot of people, Angel has daydreamed about robbing a bank. I mean, who hasn't? But the difference between us and Angel is that Angel decided to stop daydreaming and make it a reality. Now, he did not come up with anything elaborate, opting instead just to use a handwritten note and the note wasn't even anything special. It just had the standard, give me all the cash from all the drawers or he'd kill. That is paraphrasing. Well, bank employees, they contacted the cops. Cops showed up with guns drawn, and they arrested him in the parking lot. And the reason his bank heist ended so anticlimatically is simply this. Angel never went inside the bank. No, his genius to attempt to rob the bank was pulling it to the drive-thru and putting his note in the pneumatic tube. Oh, no. Yeah. What did he think, that they were going to send on. all the money back that, in the tube, Joe? Yes. So you thunk. They could only put so much money in there anyway. He sends the note. He waits. And I believe they sent a message back like, thunk, we're working on it now. We, but he waited. He waited in the middle lane of the drive-thru. Mm. Where was this at? Uh, South Carolina. I wonder if they gave him a lollipop Gracious. or a dog biscuit. Something. They're probably to keep him waiting. They pointed out they didn't even hit, like, the panic button thing. Mm. And so we straight up called the cops because he's outside. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were probably just in there dying laughing. Oh, yeah. So I'm just pulling out the cell phone like, yeah, we got an idiot here. Come get him. That's the difference between being a child and an adult. When you're an adult, money comes back or money goes. When you're a kid, you get a sucker or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the bank, like, it's my account. Why right. are you hooking up my kid? Yeah, why don't I get kids? Hey, Pam, give me a blow pop. Seriously. I know you got the good stuff in the bottom drawer, not these dum-dums. Mm-hmm. I right, feel like true. the bank only calls you as an adult to be like, hey, you can do this. Like, go... You want me to go into debt? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, we yes, do. Sure. We'll give you like this much money right now. Yeah. We love people in debt. If you're not in debt, it does nothing for us. When I was going to the dentist as a kid, they had a toy chest. They don't need any more when I'm an adult. I want the toy chest back. And you don't get grief as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was at the dentist last Friday. I got grief and a cleaning. I always got the same yeah. thing. Those temporary tattoos that they had in Cracker Jacks. They had those in that box. I was like, temporary tattoos? Yeah. I never got temporary tattoos. Look what happened. I know. See, Mom and Dad. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Double Flush Production.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 